You are listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. Our goal is to help you follow what Jesus taught in Matthew 6:33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, here's our host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pamela Hillman, who is an ordained licensed chaplain and certified drug and alcohol addiction counselor and the founder of LifeChangersLegacy.org, which is an organization with a mentorship program designed to empower women and men returning home from incarceration and their families. Pamela was a victim of childhood sexual abuse that continued into adulthood, which led her into drugs for 35 years and prostitution. In 2010, she was sent to prison for 18 months. In the prison cell, Pamela totally surrendered her life back to Christ, and God delivered her from all drugs and alcohol. People can watch her amazing story of transformation and restoration that was featured on the 700 Club by going to YouTube and searching for Pamela's story of redemption. Thank you, Pamela, for being on Faith City Outreach to share your powerful testimony of God's love and restoration and to share the ministry that God gave you after surrendering your life back to him. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you here, Pamela. And I'm just so excited about hearing your powerful testimony because I watched the feature that the 700 Club made about your testimony of being sexually molested at age five uh, by your dad and two other family members which led you to a life of drugs and prostitution. And then you got arrested in 2010 for possession of drugs. It mentioned that you surrendered, totally surrendered your life back to the Lord in the prison cell and God delivered you from all drugs and alcohol. What changes did you make after totally surrendering your life to the Lord that changed your life and led you to develop a successful prison recovery program today Uh, for both men and women. Yes. So I did know the Lord before I got incarcerated and I had a praying grandmother and she instilled Jesus in me, but I still had the trauma of all these things that had happened to me and I couldn't break free of that. So I would stay clean for almost two years, different times of my life. And even after I had come to Christ, um, I, I couldn't shake this addiction. It was, it was consuming me. And, uh, I tried to commit suicide at 26 years old. And I had a personal encounter with Jesus at that time. And I stayed clean for the two years, but, um, there was something with men that would drive me back to using drugs. And, and I would, If I slept with a man and that's what happened, then I went back and used drugs because of the shame and the guilt and the condemnation the enemy put on me. So uh, I was in and out of jail 
And finally, I was rescued. <laughs> and I call it rescued and sent to prison. I wouldn't give up that time for anything in my life because God used me in that prison. And like I said, I did know the Lord. And I did say once I was in, I said, Lord, don't let me out until whatever this is, is gone from me. I want to serve you. And when I talk about this, I always cry because I just love him and he rescued me. And, and it's a cocoon. It's a place of refuge that he's holding his treasures in this prison. And he's, he's bringing them back to him. And it's so beautiful. So, so when I was in my cell and, uh, I had gotten a lot of psychology books and self-help books and recovery books sent in to me and checked out from the library. And I was constantly studying, taking these notes. And one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, the only thing that will change your old mindset is the word of God. Memorize the scripture a day. I said, I'm on it. He said, I want you to have a different perspective about where you are. He said, I want you to see this as your college campus. I've allowed you to come here so that I can train and equip you for what I have prepared for you. And I said, okay, let's go. And he downloaded things to me in my, in my room. And I was just constantly took notes. I did memorize the scripture a day. And then I went back and I, as the days unfolded, I memorized the very first scripture. And I would say it every day. I would say every single one that I memorized. So the women were seeing me happy and skipping and, and singing and just joyful all the time. And they said, why are you so happy? What is making you so, and you're in prison. And I said, no, I would touch my head and I would say, no, I'm not in prison anymore. I'm free in here. I'm free inside. I was in prison out there. And they said, teach us, please teach us. We want to change. We don't know how to change. So I started a class called Daughters of Zion, Women of God Using Your Time Wisely. Because they were, you know, playing cards, watching TV, fighting, all kinds of stuff. So once they started coming to the class, the change, the transformation started happening. They were memorizing scripture. They were doing the, the mirror imaging that Holy Spirit had taught me to do, writing down every name of everyone who had wronged them and praying for those people. So many miraculous stories of reconciliation in people's lives and freedom within. It was so amazing. And when it was time for me to leave, um, I didn't actually know what that date was going to be. They didn't give me 18 months. They gave me five years to do three. And it just is his number for me is 18. My birthday is the 18th. I uh, got out on November 18th and I served 18 months. I looked up what 18 means and it means new life. He gave me new life and he has. That's beautiful because he gives every one of us a new life. Yes, amen. We become a new creature in Christ. That's right. Behold. Yes. You mentioned that you didn't know how to get out of the life of drugs and prostitution, but you called on the Lord and said, God, if you are real, rescue me. I need you. And God saved you from committing suicide and from the drugs, all drugs and alcohol. 
Do you find that drug abusers also want to get out of their life of drugs, but don't know how? Absolutely. And most of them in prison, we're in the men's prisons and the women's. And most of them will tell you, I just didn't know how to be free. I didn't know how to change. They still don't until they go through our workbook curriculum. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I needed this years ago. And, but for such a time as this, this is the time of salvation. So um, this, what God gave me while I was in prison, I took notes, every workshop, every transformational leadership group that I got into when I got out, I just was really purposeful in everything that I did when I got out. I never contacted any of the old people. It was gone. When I said, Lord, don't let me out of here until whatever this is, is gone. It was gone. And he knew the exact time that was right for me. And that's really what I tell, told the ladies when I was in. And they said, you're not going to remember us. Nobody remembers us. Nobody writes us back because they have an email mm there and nobody sends us packages they say they will but they never do I said I give you my word before God that I'm not going to forget you because I had a dream when I was in there I had many dreams but this particular one was um it, there were just rows and rows and rows miles and miles and miles of bunk beds of women on them crying out screaming and I'm I've got chills all over me and they wanted so much for somebody to help them and to show them the way out. And I said, God, is this what I'm supposed to do? And he gave me another dream. He gave me so much. He gave me so many, so many visions. And I wrote the mission statement on 10, 10, 10 while I was in prison. He gave me the purpose, everything I was to do. And so now we have um, all these different courses, all these certifications, all these, you know, everything that I have gone through, I've pulled the notes from them and I've created a four-phase curriculum. It's called I See Me Free. If they don't see themselves free, they can never be free. So um, everything that I have learned and I have partnering um, workshop uh, people, you know, certified people that have partnered alongside me and, and, um, and white with uh, steps to courage. Um, Susan Brown, just different people. I've pulled some of my husband's material. So, so it's really some good concrete um, leadership stuff in there, as well as going back to childhood. So number one module is the power of my story, because I put a lot not a lot, but I put just enough of my story in the phase one, module one of the workbook so they can see this person is now successful and she's been through all of this. She's been through all these rapes, all these um, almost death experiences. I've had a gun go off and at me and it made a complete circle around me the bullet holes were behind me over my head shattered the picture they were in the arms of the chair and between my legs and not one bullet hole hit me and I started crying people were running over to me are, are you hit are you hit and I stood up and was checking and nothing hit me and I started crying and I said my grandmother is praying for me I know there was an angel in front of me I've been in multiple car accidents, but one, I was molded in a body cast and they said I wouldn't walk again. I was in a wheelchair for a while. 
Um, it sliced my esophagus. My face was hamburger meat, but God restored me, <laughs> completely restored me. I'm telling you. And then I was in the hospital three different times for my liver because cocaine eats your liver. So does alcohol. And um, God has completely restored my, my liver and every part of my body. I am one of 1% of the Americans with 100% health. I had doctors call me and tell me that. And I was like, are you sure you have the right chart? <laughs> because only God could do that. He mm -hmm. did that for me and he can do it for anybody. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it for his children today. Amen. What would you tell drug abusers who are in that phase where you were stuck, where you said you didn't know how to get out of it, out of that life? What yeah, would you it's a tell them? It's, mm -hmm. it's a stronghold. It is due to traumas that happened as a child. You have to go back to that place of childhood. You can't do it by yourself. You have to seek professional help. You have to, you go, go to a therapist, licensed therapist, go to uh, your pastor, but delve deep. It hurts. Be prepared that you are going to be in pain through these times, but think about a tree. Okay. We are the tree. We've got root systems. Some of those are not good roots and the enemy comes in. Most people will have had some traumatic experience as a child. The enemy knows that happened and he will build upon that trauma. It'll be a core belief system that will be established. I am not important. I am not worthy. I am not heard. I am not is the key core belief system. And whatever comes after that is, is the lie that the enemy builds the core belief system into. So we, we have limiting beliefs and we go through life filtering every single experience through that core belief or those. So even though we pull out one route, there may be attached roots to that one core belief. And you have to just keep digging and keep digging until you know you are free. And Christ is the only one. Jesus is the only one who can come in and heal those broken places. And in, like I said before, the strongholds, it's a stronghold of the enemy. So, so we're in, you know, we're in a fallen world. We're in the fallen system of, of the fall in the garden where we have a sin nature, but we don't have to live in that place. We, we can be free through the blood. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. He is the only one. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, there are other ways to God. There is not, there isn't. And once you know the truth and pray that your eyes just be opened, you don't have to pray to Jesus. Just ask God to open your eyes to see the truth and he will, but you have to have that openness and say, you know, I'm not going to be locked into whatever religion I was brought up in. I, I have to be open to receive from him the truth. And like you said, to visualize yourself being free. You have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know your grandmother was your intercessor and she prayed you into the kingdom of Ooh, God. <laughs> what encouragement would you give others who have a loved one or even a daughter or a son who is um, a drug abuser? Yeah. Well, I have been in that situation. My son was addicted and, you know, it is a generational curse and you have to break that curse 
once you have been set free, he's no longer a user, praise God, but he's not serving the Lord. And he was baptized in the spirit at nine years old, but he, you know, the enemy just wants to pull however he can pull him or anyone. So if, if you have any loved ones, I don't care if it's a niece, I don't care if it's an uncle, somebody that you know is addicted. This is what the Holy Spirit led me to do is to take a piece of paper. This was when I was in prison. I just wrote down the names. I didn't have pictures of everyone, but now I take someone's picture and I actually uh, lift up anointing oil and ask the Lord to sanctify, consecrate it, make it blessed and holy before him. I take that oil. I make a cross on that picture of that person. And I pray over that person. I call them in as Ezekiel 36, 26 states that their heart of stone will be made a heart of flesh. I call, I, I pray scripture. So let now that I just mentioned that, I just want to guide you guys to go to the website also, lifechangerslegacy.org. We have prayer sheets that are full of scripture. We have I am sheets. We have faith sheets. We have anointing oil sheets on there. Mm. We have all of this available to anyone who wants to download them. They're free. And we want you to make copies, give them to everybody that you know, because they will set the people free. And the Holy Spirit downloaded every single one of those to me. So I, uh, people who actually will read those every day for two weeks, they will commit to it. Something shifts in the brain. And I don't know wow. if you know Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf, but she is my hero. Wow. And um, she, she talks about the shift in the brain, rewiring your brain. Mm -hmm. That's what the Lord did for me through scripture. I believe that we need to constantly renew our minds, right? With the word of God. Exactly. It's the only, only thing that can. And, and I want to say this about words is, um, so the Lord showed me that as Isaiah 55, 11 states, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but mm -hmm. it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. So every word has power and authority that we speak because we're created in the image of God. So watch mm -hmm. your words, because he also showed me in uh, Psalms 103, 20, bless the Lord, ye his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So if we're praying out scripture, the angels are coming and they're grabbing those mm -hmm. scriptures and they're causing them to be established mm -hmm. and decreeing and declaring is vitally important. He's given us through his word, through Job 22, 28, that you shall also decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light shall shine upon your paths. So if we're not doing these things that the word is instructing us, basic instructions before leaving earth, then what, why is he going to do anything for us? Okay. He's expecting us to do what he has given us. He's given us the tools, all the equipment we need then he'll do his part and visualizing everything you just said is a beautiful picture the light and all the angels coming you mentioned your four-phase prison recovery program while you were in prison mm -hmm. yes I and, actually yeah and I was just going to say that you, you were even practicing it while you were writing it it sounds like yes I I actually just you know took notes of so much while I was in and I pulled from those notes once I decided, you know, I had to create this and I started creating it. 
the ministry actually was incorporated in 2012, but I started creating the curriculum. I, I was just accumulating research, um, you know, evaluated different material and proven evidence-based material. So, um, so I could really do this, how the Lord requires us of excellence. And I did, and I started doing it in 2017. And, and King, not, I'm sorry. No. So one of the things he told me, it's not what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. So, you know, it doesn't matter. We all are going to go through things, but what are you going to choose to do with it? We choose to forgive. Everything mm -hmm. is a choice. Everything in life is a decision. And if you're making decisions based on a core belief system that is limiting and negative from your traumas, then your whole life is going to be upside down and dysfunctional. So, and it sounds like every phase you went through yourself. Yes. Is that correct? That you yes. even had to forgive the abusers or the offenders, yes. I should say. Yes, that was really hard to do. Okay, that's why I just wrote down. I didn't even know the names of some people that had raped me, some men. And so I just had to write down their names and the incidents that I could remember. And, and the Holy Spirit just kept bringing things to me. And and I, I, he said to say their names and pray for them. And I couldn't, and I wouldn't, I, the only prayer I had for them is God, get them. <laughs> that was my prayer until he started softening my heart to them. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and there's, I've got a book that's going to be coming out next year and it's called see me free from mm -hmm. the confrontation within. And I have a particular story in there about a man um, that I actually ran into when I got out, but he was one that I didn't know his name. I was just praying over um, him and the situation. And the Lord showed me him being raped as a child over and again in this vision. And I started really weeping for this man and praying for him. Well, I'll just tell you the story then. I started weeping and praying for him and um, really interceding for his soul, for his salvation. And when I got out, uh, it had been a few months. Um, I was in a store and he came across my path. Now, let me just rewind and tell you at the beginning of it. This man was um, a very big businessman and, and um, he had anybody that he wanted in, in prostitution. Um, I, <clears throat> I had a lot of men that uh, were very wealthy that flew in from different parts of the country and, and that I had, you know, certain guys here in the States, um, in Georgia, but, um, this one particular man was so rude and so nasty to women. And uh, at this party that, uh, he says, you know, you tried to have me and I said, no, there's no amount of money. You couldn't have me. I said, you're just nasty, <laughs> even though he you know, had all this money. And uh, he says, I'll have you. I will get you one day. And so he orchestrated this whole thing, with this so-called friend of mine. And as I was at his place, um, my friend's place, I was drugged and I woke up in a puddle and I had a guy who was like a brother to me and he, and he was always with me. He was like my bodyguard and um, he wasn't there when I woke up and I called him and I said, where are you? What happened? And he said, I will help you get this man. I will help you. Um, he said some really horrific things I won't repeat, but um, I said, okay, yeah, he told me what happened and I just started crying and he brought, he not only came in and threw a, threw a wad of money at the so-called friend of mine, but 
he um, made my friend get out. They forced him out. There were six other men with him. So we're assuming that, you know, all of them raped me. But um, so the, the story after I got out, this man, actually, I came across paths with him. I was in the store and I saw him and I just froze. And as he's coming up to me, um, I, I'm just like frozen, even though I had forgiven him. And I saw this vision of him being raped. I just froze. And when he came up, he, his eyes welled up. And he says, I've sought you out. I have to ask your forgiveness. I've come to Jesus and I am so sorry for what I did to you. And wow. he started telling his story about being raped. And I said, I already know. I saw you in a vision. I've been praying for you. I got chills down my legs right now. I've got chills all over my body. And it is the power of our prayers for those who have wronged us. It's vitally important to release it from our soul, so we can be free from the tormenting spirit because there is a tormenting spirit that is allowed. It is allowed to come on us when we have unforgiveness. And once we release that, then we can have the genuine love and compassion and mercy of Holy Spirit who lives in us. And we can pray for those who have wronged us. When Jesus was on the cross, he opened with opened arms, pinned to this this would he said father forgive them for they know not what they do these people are traumatized they are walking in life with a stronghold they don't even know and they don't know how to get rid of it and they don't know what they're doing so don't take offense the enemy comes in to work through people and if, if we take offense to people when they come against us we have to really operate through Holy Spirit and stand back and say, okay, close your eyes and just say, Holy Spirit, give me your heavenly perspective here. Let me see truth in this situation before I respond. Because once we respond, there's no taking it back. There is none. And we have to really operate walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, not in our wounds. We have to be free of those those core belief systems that will really damage our lives and those around us. We want to be free agents to become transformational agents. Pamela, we have one minute and I wanted to ask you this question. Would you say that you forgiving the offenders completed, or I should say, freed you from pain and suffering? Absolutely. That I believe that was the underlying freedom message right there that you have to forgive others you have to forgive those people because if you don't you will live in a, a hell you'll live in a tormenting hell of your own it's just the way matthew talks about it the tormentor is allowed to come on you so unleash unleash every bit of the unforgiveness because you want to be free to be able to help others and as soon as possible, because I know that many people want to delay it when they feel like they're ready. It's not about feelings. It's about making a decision. Mm-hmm. I make a decision today. I choose to forgive blank blank for what they did. And, and once you make that decision, you say, Holy Spirit, help me to walk it out. Okay. And cover yourself with the full armor of God every day. 
cover your mind, your body, your soul with the blood of Jesus because the enemy cannot penetrate the blood. And Psalms 91, read it out loud over yourself every day. You have to do your part, then he'll do his part. You've been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Join us next time as Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. All music is courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thanks goes out to Four Winds Ministries in Arizona for partnering with Faith City Outreach. If you'd like to support this ministry, just go to fcoprogram.com and click the donate button. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.